So hello and welcome to this special episode of the Shiny Side Up podcast, dedicated to improved production racing around Australia and hosted by Mick Hazelton and myself, Chris White. This episode was recorded at the season launch of the New South Wales IPRA season at V-Sport in Arndell Park on the 12th of February 2020. Thanks to V-Sport for hosting and for their generous sponsorship of the 2020 IPRA season. In tonight's episode, we present the first of a series of short interviews of under 2 litre and over 2 litre competitors in the New South Wales Championship. Stig Richards and his yellow RX7 Turbo have been a fixture of the New South Wales Championship for the past few years. Thanks to Stig and thanks to the IPRA New South Wales Committee for the kind invitation. We really enjoyed it. Thanks again also to Vsport and to all the IPRA New South Wales sponsors for their ongoing support of our club and category. If you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe on Facebook and in your podcast app for future episodes and give us a five-star rating. We hope you enjoy the show. My name's Stig Richards. Uh, I race a very, very yellow uh, 13B turbo-powered Mazda RX-7. Uh, I, I lovingly refer to it as the uh, fastest, cheapest car I could get uh, at the time that I decided to enter improved production. Um, but prior to that, I'd, I'd actually had a couple of years off, but I'd raced in um, PRBs, so Clubmans, um, uh, which I thoroughly enjoyed and and um, and sort of gained a little bit of experience. But when I decided to get back into racing, um, it, it wasn't it wasn't a a lengthy search for a category. Um, I had always um, enjoyed watching improved production. Uh, I think it stems from when I first arrived in Australia and I was going to Oran Park and Amaru and seeing what uh, I think was then referred to as club cars, um, which yep. morphed over time into improved production. And there was something to me that was kind of not not quite purist racing, but it was. It was a kind of anything goes. There seemed to be people turning up. There was a Mazda station wagon of some description that was that was getting around and doing really well. But it was. I think that was most of Rotary people's favourite car. That's the Wayne Wakefield. That's yep. the one. That's yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So Full I saw Bill Kai. It's a jet. He was nuts and yep. it just promoted the category because it was so good to watch. Sounded yeah. so good. And, there was, and but I, there was I agree. All, it was all sorts of other things. Uh, so I mean, there was Rotaries and there were there were V8s and there were straight sixes and there was all sorts of. And it just looked like people racing for racing's sake. Um, and it, it looked to me like, and which was essential for me, that, that a type of racing where you could you could find a battle with anyone regardless of car or budget. And and the reason that's important for me is because I race on a relatively small budget and I didn't want to necessarily be at the back. I mean, no one wants to be at the back, but improved production just looked like, you know, the no-brainer at the end of the day. And, and the three seasons I've been doing it, um, I've had to rebuild just about every aspect of my car, but I've enjoyed every minute of it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my improved production story. That's very good, mate, and we're glad to have you there. It's great to have a turbo rotor around amongst all us very loud rotaries. So I'm sure everyone else appreciates your RX-7 change you know, to the grid, especially on the dummy grid when we're all idling away. Yeah, and provided mine starts on the dummy yeah. grid, then, then, then everything's good, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's great to have new people and see the enthusiasm for the category. And I agree, that era of club cars was just... It was so exciting to watch compared to every other category. And and, and I think nowadays there's probably people that, that, a bit like me, never actually thought they'd have a chance to race. You probably look at improved production, and in years to come, it will be the natural place for them to go when they start racing. I call it the only category you can pick a car you like and make it competitive. So a yep. lot of categories, you've got to select the right car, yep. or you've got to 
buy an existing car that's built because they're too complex and too hard to build. Mm-hmm. But improved production has an achievable goal for many different types of races throughout the whole field. And I've got to say, the pe- if you talk to the people that come last, they don't care. They're having mm-hmm. a ball in the car they like. Yep. And they're just trying to get second last. You know, they've got their own little battle groups. Well, that's the thing. There's a battle everywhere through the pack. And I'm going to say that I don't... When I feel I've done really well, I'm not really near the front. I'm just in the going well at the pointy end of the pack that I thought think I should be in. Yep. Know? And that's what I find really yeah. fun. And, and I think a, we all have a great time at the end of the race too when we come and laugh about it. Yeah, it, it, that's that's another really good point. I think um, in in there hasn't been a race where I haven't got back to the paddock afterwards and gone and found the people I was racing against and had a bit of banter with them, whether whether you know I lost to them or whether whether I picked them on the last lap. I mean, obviously, I hope most I picked the them time on the last you're coming lap, up going, "What happened?" Yeah. Like most people do to me because you know yeah. didn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because it's a master. Um, but you know, there's there's there is there's great camaraderie and there's a, there's a battle right the way through the pack. Righto, Stiggy. What's your best drive, mate? You've, we're, I've seen a few videos of you around Bathurst and around the place. Have you got a favourite drive of your own? I've got, I've got to admit, now that you mention it, any any drive around Bathurst tends to rate fairly highly. It's one of the things I like about improved production is that we get opportunities to race at Bathurst from time to time. Um, uh, one of the ironies, of course, about having problems either in qualifying or with your car in general is sometimes you start towards the back, which I have done on several occasions but uh, there's two in particular where at at Bathurst I had ended up um, uh, once through an engine issue uh, um, and once um, through not engine related but a non-starting issue prior to qualifying where I ended up starting really at the back of a big grid at Bathurst I've been back there it's around the corner can't see anything and it's just but it's but it's brilliant once you get going because you're just overtaking and overtaking and overtaking and I love the place I I do you know Given the chance to do 161 laps on my own, I take it. Um, so yeah, I, I would say there's been a couple of Bathurst drives that, due to misfortune, have had me placed a fair bit further back than than perhaps I would have qualified otherwise. That yeah. I've enjoyed. Feels good, and it's, it does. In, even though you know your car's better, it just feels good progressing through it. Overtaking group, people, it? it feels good regardless. Even if you know on, on paper you're supposed to be 20 seconds a lap faster than them, it doesn't matter. You're still overtaking someone at Bathurst, yeah, and that feels still, good. Especially after such disappointment before that, you yeah. need that little boost. At, yeah, know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a best pass? Maybe in one of those forty odd uh, yeah, cars that you I, had to pass. Maybe I, I, I do. Um, in fact, I've got two favourite passes. One is me overtaking, um, and and that was McPhillamy's where. Again, the circumstances that led to it were were, were probably um, sort of uh, not entirely fair on on the opposition. There was two people battling in front of me, and they held each other up, balked each other, and I went round the both of them on the outside at McPhillamy's, and it looks brilliant. Even though even <laughs> I was probably only doing twenty kilometres <laughs> slower than optimum speed around the corner, but on video, it looks feels brilliant. good too, doesn't it? It yeah. feels fantastic. And there's people. It was was it twelve hour support or six hour support? I can't remember which. But um, you know, there's people watching and you just it's Bathurst you feel like a hero regardless of the circumstances yeah. so that was good fun yeah, yeah. You, you just like yeah I looked the best out there exactly yeah. at least in, in that particular moment that's right yeah, maybe that's not right. the rest of the weekend yeah. but there and then yeah. I was on fire I made some kid happy he's like <laughs> yeah. look at that dad yeah. look some at that ki- some kid yellow, yellow RX7 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff I was just going to say the second pass. My second favourite pass is actually um, when Macca uh, overtook me at Wakefield last year, fully crossed up, 
Uh, I mean, it just so just like a normal corner for Macca then. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but it was fully hooligan, and 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 I happened to have the camera perfectly placed so that sort of when he came through, all sideways. I mean, the only thing missing was him having an arm out the window, you know, giving me grief. But so that one, that one was particularly enjoyable as well. I think only because later in the race I got back past him. But, oh yeah. Uh, so that, that made it all right. Uh, what, but what was that? Oh, uh, Stephen Bradbury moment. Yeah, I've had quite a few of those. Um, to be to be honest, um, in fact, all of the things that on paper looked like reasonably good results for me resulted in other people having issues. Um, but there was one which feels good to me because um, uh, uh, it was at Wakefield. Um, was it early last season or, or late the season before? Where. My daughter, India, who at the time was uh, 11 or 12, she's now 13, and my um, chief mechanic, pit crew, she told me that I was going to get a trophy. Um, and, and just to understand that that is highly unlikely uh, in, in the best of circumstances. Um, but I humoured her and explained that, you know, it was unlikely, but I'd do my best. Uh, and I started seventh or eighth. And throughout the course of the race, people just kept pulling off in front of me or sliding wide in front of me. To the point where I got to fourth and then the chequered flag came out and I got back to the pits and, and I, like I said, I did my best. I really did. But I, you I would know, have said got... they'll run out of trophies. Sorry, I would have got one. <laughs> would but... have got... No, got, got fourth. <laughs> she went to check the results. The person in front of me got a five-second time penalty oh, for, brilliant. for uh, jumping the start. She and knew. I got third and I got she a trophy and, and I proved her right. So uh, it was a Stephen Bradbury moment, but one that was particularly important to me as a, as a family racing on the weekend. Oh, that's good story. Yeah. Good story. Is is there anyone with a car in the shed that you can hassle, I'm, give them some I'm, encouragement? I'm doing that. I, I, look, if I deserve an award this year, it's for the fact that I've got two people extra new um, uh, improved production racers on the grid this year. One of them entered. So my mate Craig Alcorn, uh, he and I raced carts against one another in the 1990s for about six months until my go-kart got stolen. Um uh, he has built a, a beautiful looking, at least now because he hasn't raced it yet. Uh, Walkinshaw replica. Um, is it? Oh, that's the walkie. Yeah, I yeah, saw so it on that's the, great. He's on down. He's he's here today. Um, so he's entered for round one, um, and and raring to go. Uh, and then another one. So. Um, uh, May and Reddy, who uh, runs Midas and has helped get the Midas sponsorship for improved production. Uh, it's taken about a year longer than originally planned, but he is now 90% complete on an E36 uh, M3R. Oh, it's an R replica. Um, oh, uh, yeah, the under-tray cheating car. I know that one. Yeah. Under, I, yeah, I, I need yeah, details. They're allowed on under-tray this freaking long. I'm not no sure one if else got, is. I'm not sure yeah. if he's got that. I should get it on. It's heaps yeah. better. Is yeah. it? Right. Okay, I'll let him know. Uh, but that's currently being wired up. Um, and, uh, you know, he's he, he hasn't put the entry in for round one, but uh, he's under pressure and with the assistance of friends um, expecting to be there, if not definitely for round two. Don't make him listen to this, though, because he's certainly going to do round one. Yeah. So that's two cars. He would. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Just yeah. Told us yeah, yeah. And will you handle him being less available to work on your car? Uh, What's your plan? My, well, my objective for uh, 2020 is is to finish races and have the car start on the dummy grid for the next one. I mean, nice. I, I'm not setting lofty goals, uh, but um, nonetheless, uh, if I can achieve that, then at least he won't be having to take my engine out several times. Great uh, stuff. As he has done in the past. 
Do you have a favourite IP driver that you like watching or racing against? Uh, I, f I feel like it's a. I'm not racing against, although, well, I have, again, I'm harking on about Bathurst just because I love it. But um, look, to be perfectly honest, I think what Jordan Cox brought to the category a couple of years ago was fantastic, not just in terms of eyeballs through um, his viral clip on YouTube, um, but uh, he, he drove like it like he was on his way to formula one yeah i mean he he rang the neck of that civic every lap of every race i saw him start last and finish first i saw him spin off on a warm-up lap that i'm sure he would like to forget and start at the back of the grid and then come back i think to second at, at, uh, at wakefield a couple of years back yeah um i also raced against him at uh, at bathurst and um to answer another one of the questions about overtakes uh, he came past me on Mountain Straight when I was I was flat stick in a car that in theory had more power, more speed, and he was weaving his way through traffic like 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 a cartoon character um, and like a computer game almost like a computer game, yeah. Um, and then the little Datsun uh, that he was in uh, blew up, and I waved to him each time I went past. But um, it was fantastic to watch and i pitied anybody that was actually racing against him in the same class so um you know credit to jordan he's gone on to bigger and better things and i wish him all the best of luck with it yeah looked like he had about 40 pounds of boost and 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 it was delivering power in about a sort of a yeah, yeah. five five hundred yeah. rpm probably range. had the same power band as the vtec honda all at the top and, yeah but yeah far more torque that's why it was so crazy to watch right. turbo no torque grip. no grip yeah <laughs> Uh, 2020. What's your predictions? What's going to happen this year? Who's going to fill the fill the podium? Uh, well, at least a couple of the Evos we know are either uh, in still in preparation or uh, won't be with us unless the car gets older, I assume, and somebody um, brings it to the category. I know there are other Evos. There's a couple entered already for round one. Um, they, I assume they'll be hard to beat. Although, um, uh, you know, Michael King uh, last year was kind of imperious. He, he he just had speed and consistency, and the car was fantastic. Um, uh, Travan, I think, is it? Um, is, so is he not with us for the beginning of the well, he, season? He bent the car at the Nationals, unfortunately. Right. Okay. So uh, I haven't checked in with his little friend group for a while. Okay. But the word was that it might not be ready till mid-year. Okay. So well, that that's counts him out update. of the championship, but yeah. it certainly doesn't count him out of basically top step of the podium for the second yeah, half he's of the season. definitely fast enough, that's um, for sure. If, if Graham were to join us for the Wakefield rounds, I'd say he's a threat for the whole year. Um, that car's super quick and it just always works. Um uh, if from time to time I can be first of the non-Evos, I'll be a very happy driver. I did achieve that status once or twice last year, and I consider that to be a category in its own right. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so you've just named the Evos and Graham, who we know is not going to Wakefield, and then yourself. So you're the hot pick for uh, 2020. I'm, no, no. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I'll just be... I'll just we be, heard it here. No, no. I'll, I'll just be happy to, to actually have my car start on the dummy grid, complete oh, the warm-up lap, and uh, you know get me to the finish from time to time i don't think my car or my talent uh is going to get me to the pointy end uh but you know if i can see the pointy end um in the second half of a race uh you know i'll be i'll be very happy yeah i think it's going to be a pretty open year so it's going to be exciting to see the evolution through the year mm -hmm. different cars coming on and how people you know react to the chance to be top dog in either overs or unders because we think it's both both open I, I i highly doubt it but i have bought a new in-car camera so i have extra incentive right you see, you know. we'll be able to see what happens in you'll more be, detail yeah, you'll be able to see <laughs> when my wiring starts to melt itself no, under we don't the want to see that no it won't we do don't that. Want to see i fixed that. all of that <laughs>